This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Live from the Stamp Show Here Today infotainment complex, this is the award-winning Stamp Show Here Today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless Tosh by joining the Stamp Show Here Today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership. We are an APS-affiliated club. Listen to the end credits for information on joining. This is Cash. This is Mark. This is Jim. And uh, last week, uh, you may have noticed that there wasn't one up. That's all my fault. Uh, I had a kidney explode and actually spent a Thursday and a Friday in the hospital. So I'm uh, going to apologize if you uh, feel you need an apology. I got a letter. From Alan in Farmington Hills. Hi, please find enclosed $10 to pay for my dues to join the Stamp Show Here Today Stamp Club. I have listened to you all for a few years, on and off, but I never joined as I didn't agree with Cash's politics in these political changing times. However, over time he has grown on me like a fungus. And I now would never miss a single episode and enjoy listening to his deep knowledge on this hobby. I just wanted to read it because I, I think that people confuse politics with economics because my politics is really, really, really weird. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I hate the Democrats and I hate the Republicans and which one I hate more kind of depends on what hour of the day it is. You know, if, if you hate me for hating the Democrats, well, I hate the Republicans too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give me a break. Um, if it's regarding economics, I try to make my economic stuff very, very uh, apolitical. So uh, Give me some input as to what politics you disagree with, because I don't think it's here. So uh, let's talk about stuff that crossed our desks. Mark, what crossed your desk? Well, actually, what crossed my desk was uh, Chicago Packs. Uh, I recently came back from Chicago Packs, where I spent uh, oodles amount of money, and um, and it was a it was a good show. Um, Chicago Packs is different for me because. Um, I don't rent a car, so I have no uh, life outside of the hotel. So once I get there on Thursday night, I don't leave until Sunday afternoon, and uh, and my entire existence is inside the hotel. I think that's kind of normal. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably the safest place to be in Chicago, <laughs> especially in the winter time. Oh man, I remember going to Chicago. I haven't been to Chicago Pex now for like three years. Um, Except that I don't think they had one during the year of COVID. So one of those didn't count, I guess. But I remember I was there. And I mean, you know, I grew up in Southern California and now we live in Las Vegas. And I had never experienced that much cold in one place. It was... The wind off the lake. Jeez, Mani, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was it was chilly, but not uh, especially cold. And I and of course I wasn't outside. Yeah. You know, except for Thursday and, and Sunday, but um, but it was a good show. Um, a lot of dealers were there. I um, I was able to buy the um, uh, a, a 
a jaded green revenue, the ten dollar nineteen fifty two, which is the key stamp in that uh, in that era. Um, so um, I'm now thirteen stamps away from completion of my dated green. I'll give uh, the revenue. dealer a shout out. Who did you buy it from? I bought it from Jim Bardo. Oh yes, of course. So uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was great. What else did you buy? You couldn't have just bought one stamp and left. I bought 138 stamps, <laughs> and uh, and it was uh, it was it was t it was tough going sometimes. But uh, but yeah, the um, the idea is you uh, you eat a big breakfast so that you can stay on the show floor for the entire day. Was there an auction? There was no auction. No, there oh, were exhibits, but I I never found them. I never I, I never had even had a chance to to go look for them. Yeah, I think. It, I think that exhibits are very, very necessary, but I think they're very over. Um, I, I don't think that people spend a lot of time with them. I don't think it's a thing that people really seek out. Yeah. The, um, and it's interesting. There is a stamp show here in Las Vegas um, on December 14, 15, 16. Yeah, 14, 15, 16. Uh, but the fluidity of the stamp shows in early uh, 2024 um, is interesting. Orco Expo, which is normally the, the first big show of the year, is canceled. Well, yeah. Um, Steve had uh, Steve's mother, Steve Patillo, shout out to Steve. Um, his mother has some health issues which really prevent him from being able to run a show. And it's a shame. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But this is just probably a one-off cancel. It'll probably come back next year without a problem. And then in February, uh, normally that's Aripex. Uh, but we're going to open a big can of worms here. Right. And then, uh, and then I think in the, the last weekend or close to the last weekend in February is the San Diego Stamp Show. Which I will be going to. That, I, I want to put my exhibit into that show. That'll so, be the first one where my new layout has been shown. So we got to figure out uh, what our what our stamp uh, um, show uh, possibilities are for for the first quarter of the year. Jim, what st uh, stamp shows are you going to go to? Because well, we were discussing this kind of at lunch. Yeah, we're. To, I I like the West Coast. I'm going to go to Westpex for sure, which is in April, I think, and. We had a really good show a couple of years ago in St. Louis, so I might go out there um, debating it back and forth. Um, there's a, another show down in Arizona that uh, week after Aeropex. Yep, Michael Ball will be putting that on. Yeah, and I might go to that because I can drive to that. Yeah. So it's not quite as expensive to go. But, you know, we'll see. Going to be an interesting show year. Yeah. So, Don, you, we never, we haven't gotten to a show. When was the last stamp show we went to? Last stamp show we went to, the last one we went to was um, Omaha, and that was pre-pandemic. Oh yeah, yeah. I and you drove to that one, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he went to Omaha. I drove to Des Moines to see my my daughter and my grandkid. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I was I, there for a few minutes, and you missed Warren Buffett. Yeah, I did, I did. You missed him by just minutes. You were in a hurry to get on the road and get out, and then next thing you know, we've got Gary <laughs> putting pictures on Facebook with uh, with Warren Buffett. 
Ah, you could have given him some economic advice. Yeah. Oh, he, well, he needs a new friend now because you know Charlie just passed away. Yeah. Well, now the whole story. I would have had him autograph a uh, block of the seven cent eagle stamps because that's his forte. Forte. His foray into stamp collecting was trying to um, corner a market on a stamp, and then they just printed more stamps. And so a uh, very interesting story. We've given it before. You can go ahead and do a search on the past ones. It's been a couple of years ago. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, that was a tough one because I really like uh, what Warren Buffett says. Well, I'm planning on going to his stamp shows this coming year because it is the year of the dragon. Yeah. Find out who, who's having first day ceremony someplace. Mm-hmm. So, Don, what crossed your desk, which is interesting? I know, right? <laughs> no, actually, there was, I just can't think of the term for it, but it had a really weird um, cancel. And I can't remember what they call the cancel. Oh, stitch cancel. Oh. Yeah, so I stamp with a stitch cancel. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that different than a stitch mark? Yes. Very different. You're talking about, like, the herringbone cancel. Mm-mm. No? No, it, it was just a bunch of dots. Yeah. A bunch of a bunch of dots. Uh, stitch cancel. So, f- so far, <laughs> so far I, it, that's as clear as mud to me. Thank I you. know, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, don't ask me to draw because I, I, I'm not very good at drawing. But yeah. So, Jim, what we'll crossed your desk? Well, you're talking about cancels, so we had some... Um, Fancy cancel come in on stamps, and that was very interesting because some some of them, it's really hard sometimes on a fancy cancel because they're not usually struck for very well, and and the devices that they use they used cork a lot to make those marks, and so they wore out, and um, you you have reference books on the fancy cancels, but um, anyway, there were some that. Uh, I thought they were probably fake. I saw those too, and I agree. Some of them did, did just, not look right. They're, they're, they were just too plain. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, anyway, just the, there are fake cancels on stamps, uh, you know, fancy cancels. And they're usually a little bit different than you see in the reference books in Skinner, you know, or Cole. But, um, yeah, that... That was an interesting thing. We also had, I, I looked at a plate block of the um, Black Violet Eugene O'Neill 1294B. Oh, the presidential stamp. Yes. Yeah, well, it's not a presidential. Or it's, it's not a... Eugene O'Neill? He's yeah. a playwright. Yeah. No, 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 but the, the issue... The communist. The communist. That, <laughs> that's our political statement for the day. Okay, so um, anyway... The interesting thing about this um, issue is is that it was first discovered almost immediately back in when it was issued in 1975. And um, for some reason, after they said, yeah, we've got this color variety, it just set almost 40 years without even being listed in the catalogs. Um, and then in 20, 
2013, the specialized catalog did put in a footnote on the stamp that there was a color variety. And then that brought some more out. And so mm. now we're seeing a few more come in. Yeah. But the the story behind it is kind of an interesting deal. Um, I've got a article from Lynn's Magazine back in 2017 about it. And this is when I first was aware that there was this color variety. And so I started searching for one. <laughs> and it was like, oh, yeah, you're... You're going to find that, right? And um, one day I, I was at the show in um, St. Louis, as a matter of fact, a couple of years ago. And I was going through a dealer's uh, bargain boxes. And I came across the cover, and it had the regular O'Neill stamp on it, and then it had one that was black. Oh. And because they were side by side, it was like, oh, that's the black color, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the key to the black cover, well, there's two keys. The plate block we got um, is actually, there's only two plates used to produce the color variety. And um, this 32902 is the, and 32903. So, but those plate blocks were also in the, in the regular color, the, the violet color. So, the, but the way to tell the difference, I think, is the black, uh, especially in the lettering on the $1 United States, which is on the side of the stamp, and the background is very, very dark, black almost. But anyway, so those two plates um, also had regular color stamps. Also, there's some really dark, but not the violet dark, um, in the tagged variety. So the, the variety that you're looking for, if you're looking for the black-violet, is to look for um, one that is not tagged and that you cannot really see any of the violet color. Mm-hmm. So anyway, those are, those are kind of... And it, it's kind of an interesting thing. I thought the most interesting thing, again, about it was is that it sat there for 40 years and nobody really recognized it, or at least the catalog didn't recognize it, and so people didn't know to look for it. Right. And now we're seeing them start to come in. We're getting more uh, submitted. And yeah. isn't it a kind of valuable stamp? What's the catalog value on it? Oh, well, I think it used about 350 maybe. Yeah. Um, mint maybe... A hundred, hundred, but the plate blocks are you know in, in the thousands of dollars. Yeah, there's only a few. the The other thing that I thought was interesting on that um, is that um, let's see, it, it, the article quotes Wayne Youngblood, who said he had never seen one on cover. And of course, I found and that one <laughs> on cover. <laughs> I'm sure there's others out there, but mm-hmm. um, it is it is listed with a dash on cover. Yeah, it's definitely something that all the listeners should be looking for because there aren't a lot of people looking for it right now. It's a relatively new listing. Right. And it's a relatively valuable one. So you want to go through your $1 O'Neill's and, you know, scan Uh, through them. Now, the the problem is that there's a lot of shades of the the 1294 that is not the the dark. And so you start, 
the very first thing you do is, if you think you've got one, is you check it for tagging. Well, actually, the first thing you do is you go to Google and you Google one, and you'll pull up a picture. Yeah. Because it's just like the uh, $1 Franklin Brown versus Violet Brown. Oh, yeah. It's There's the common color that you're going to see. You know, you're going to look and you're going to see a hundred of them. And then there's going to be one weird one. It's almost brown. And it's like, oh, no, that there it is. It's like. No, that's not it. There's an in-between shade, which is scarce. And then there's another shade that's rare. Right. And so you're going to have the same thing with Eugene O'Neill. You're going to pass, spread them all out, and they're going to be like kind of a bright purple. And then you're going to have some that are like, this is like a not bright purple. It's like, yeah, but that's the in-between. You have to – and then when you get the not bright purple ones – you go, oh, this one's totally different from those. Then you win. <laughs> yeah, we had we had the discussion about this because the uh, 832G, which is the uh, one dollar Prexi in the magenta color, um, that that's a distinct color, but there's a lot of range going down to it. Yep, it's at the extreme range of the magenta that is the valuable stamp, and the others are basically beautiful beautiful shades and stuff but they are still got a little bit of the purple in them and not so they're still the c's 832 c's right and and i suspect that that's the same with these that um if you can see the purple in it it probably isn't the variety yep well what crossed my desk is um some german airmails and first of all, uh, PSE does identification. We generally charge five bucks a stamp, but realistically, if you cover postage uh, and you ask nice, we tend to do it for free. We put a five dollar charge on it, so just so everybody doesn't say, "Oh, here's my uh, album. There's only two thousand stamps in it. Can you go through them and identify them all?" So, like, yeah, no, we don't want to do that. But, you know, listeners and stuff like that. And I, I get texts and emails all the time from you. So if you're using the service, you know. If you're not using the service, you know, it's just feel free. I've given my phone number out a couple times. This is text only. If you call, nobody will answer it. And as a matter of fact, if you leave a message, nobody will ever pick up the message either. It's 714-278-5633. Send me pictures of stamps, and I'll help you identify them. So anyway, Ernest uh, sent me some German stamps because he's trying to complete his Germany. And these are the um, the expensive, the later, the C20, um, the C26 uh, smaller Eagle airmail stamps. So if you uh, know Germany at all, you have the big ones and then you have the small ones and the small ones are really valuable if they're never hinged. Well, the thing is, is that they're so valuable, never hinged that people get the hinged ones and they will brush the hinge mark out. So it looks never hinged. Well, the interesting thing on this is that the gum was applied with a machine. 
And so there's like a checkerboard of dimples on the back. It's a textured gum. It's not a smooth gum. And so a lot of people will say, oh, look, it's mint never hinged. You go, that gum is perfectly smooth. That's fake. And it's one of the things where if you know that the gum is supposed to have like a grill work, like a checkerboard of dimples, you will never, well, 99.9% of the time you're going to say, oh, that's not real gum. And this poor fellow, you know, he was looking for him. I've had several people who are like, what do you mean the stamps are regummed? And we call it regummed when it's brush gum um, because the gum has been disturbed or reapplied or whatever. And so they get really, you know, angry that they paid, you know, the stamp stamp my catalog, $2.50, $100 mint never hinged. So the disparity is huge. So if you're aware that there is this grill work on the gum, then when you see smooth gum, you're going to know it's fake. Then when you see gum that like somebody tried to put sort of a grill work on it, you're going to say, this doesn't look like a grill work that would come from a machine. This looks like somebody like painted these lines on here or something, which again is the other thing. They'll take a little paintbrush and they'll like rough up the gum. So you'll see a nice little grill work and then you'll see like just bumps and you'll go, well, that doesn't look right. And it's like, well, if it doesn't look right, it's faked. So, uh, shout out to Ernest. You guys, feel free to send me pictures of anything you want. And um, be aware that it's not just the airmails. It's all the stamps from the general issue, semi-postals. These all have like a grilled gum. And so if, if you see them without it, you know you're dealing with a stamp that is not mint never hinged and does not have the... 25 times premium for being mint never hinged. When you when you say grill, you're not talking about a grill like on a U.S. stamp, though. You're talking about more like this dimple that's all over the back of the gum. Yeah, it's like a texturing. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know how to ex explain it other well, than it, like grilling. Yeah, but a, a grill actually affects the face of the stamp. Too. Right. This does not. This does not, yeah. This is just, you know, whatever. Just clarifying that. Yeah, whatever roller put the gum on the stamp didn't do it evenly it did it like with little dimples you know speaking about gum um i uh overheard an interesting conversation that jim barda was having while i was at his table and he was talking about um uh, how a dealer will try to detect whether or not a stamp is regummed um and you know try to detect it while on the show floor because you don't have any access to you know equipment and that type of thing um, or good lighting. And what he'll do is he'll hold the stamp up to the light source in the convention center, wherever it is, and he'll look for a halo around the edges of the stamp. And if he doesn't see the halo, then it's a regum stamp because a normal stamp, when you separate from the sheet, you leave uh, threads uh, around the edge of the stamp that, that don't have gum on them. And so when you hold it up to a light source, there's like a little bit of a halo. No, oh, I have to check that out. 
Sounds um, like it makes sense. Yeah. Whereas a, a stamp that's been regummed, typically the, the gum is sticking to the fibers at the edge of the stamp, which don't provide that halo. So um, I thought that was a, uh, I thought that was an interesting, you know, uh, a way to, you know, at least do a preliminary check if you're, yeah. you know, just on a show floor and, you know, qu- very quickly trying to evaluate a collection. Um, that's, uh, I thought that was, re- that was interesting. Yeah. Anything else? Then happy collecting. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. (laughs) Because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silkom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.